Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. C-O-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bill Stern. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern, bringing you the 344th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some that are legends, others mere hearsay. But also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. Our special guest tonight is the famous comedian from the Jack Benny show Rochester. But before we introduce Rochester in person, let's begin with Real One, Profile of Niagara Falls. Did you ever know that there was a strange sports story behind Niagara Falls? A sports story that began many years ago. For many years ago, there lived a great swimmer by the name of Matthew Webb. Matthew Webb was an Englishman, and he was the first man to ever swim the English Channel. And by swimming that English Channel, Matthew Webb attracted so much attention that he was brought to America to try and swim the Niagara River at the foot of Niagara Falls. But he did not do it. Instead, in trying to swim this whirlpool that forms the Niagara River, Matthew Webb was drowned. The jinx of Niagara Falls had begun. Several years later in 1902, the most famous baseball player in America that year was a man named Ed Delahanty. Ed Delahanty played for the Washington Senators until one day his body was mysteriously found floating face downward in the Niagara River at the foot of Niagara Falls. To this day, one of the greatest mystery in sports is why Ed Delahanty, the most famous baseball player in America, should be found dead at the foot of Niagara Falls. But perhaps the strangest story of Niagara Falls came the following year when a famous American actress, an actress named Maud Willard, decided to try and go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. She climbed into this barrel and, taking a friend with her in the barrel, she and her friend were pushed over Niagara Falls. Five hours later, when the police dragged that barrel out of the whirlpool at the bottom of Niagara Falls, Maud Willard was dead. But that friend that she had taken with her in the barrel was still alive. That friend in the barrel, according to the story, was named Dawson. Bull Dawson. And Bull Dawson became famous because he had gone over Niagara Falls in a barrel and he had lived. After a while, however, people no longer remembered that Bull Dawson had gone over Niagara Falls and eventually he went back to his home in Canada. For a while, Bull Dawson was forgotten. One day, in the small Canadian town of Calvert, where he lived, he again made the headlines when he went out hunting. And in digging into the ground, he accidentally discovered some queer-looking stones. Bull Dawson didn't know what he'd found, but some men who were hunting with him knew. They knew that it was gold, and it was gold. For Bull Dawson had accidentally uncovered a gold mine. A gold mine that has produced over $100 million in gold. And is Canada's second most famous gold mine. And is named the Dawson Mine because it was discovered by Bull Dawson. Not only that, but this gold mine made his town so famous that they changed its name from Calvert to Dawson in honor of Bull Dawson. Certainly, nobody could do more for a town than Bull Dawson had done. He had found the famous Dawson gold mine, and because of this, he'd been responsible for the town changing its name to his name. But strangely enough, as the years went by, despite these honors, Bull Dawson began to change. He began getting quarrelsome and mean, and then one night, he was caught stealing. But the man who caught him stealing never lived to tell about it, for Bull Dawson turned on him and killed him. Now, Bull Dawson was wanted for murder, and he was finally caught. 
However, they didn't send Bull Dawson to prison because of what he'd done for the town. But because he was a killer, Bull Dawson was ordered to leave town. And he had to leave town. The very town that was named after him. And he was never seen again. That's the strange story as told to me of Bull Dawson. Bull Dawson, who first attracted fame by going over Niagara Falls in a barrel, and who lived to discover one of the world's most fabulous gold mines, and yet, who, because he was a killer, had to leave the very town that was named after him. Oh, yeah. There's one more thing. Bull Dawson wasn't a man. He was a dog. A bulldog. Real two. What a feller. I mean, Bobby Feller. The ace pitcher, the Cleveland Indians. Listen to what Bob Feller wrote me about Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. Dear Bill, you ask if I'd mind telling you what I think of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. No, Bill, not any more than I'd mind pitching a shutout game. Because Colgate Brushless is a straight fast one with me. It's a treat, Bill, to work with a brushless cream that makes my tough whiskers so soft they shave off slick as fuzz. Good luck to you, Bill, and to Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. It's really a winner. Kind regards, signed Bob Feller. Now take it from a champion like Bobby Feller. Colgate Brushless Shave Cream makes for smart foos, comfortable shaving. It's a pip, especially for men with tough whiskers and naturally dry, sensitive skin. Colgate Brushless Shave Cream gives you major league performance, softens the stubble right down to the skin line, stays on the job, keeps moist throughout so your razor can cut close and clean without snagging or pulling. And because Colgate Brushless is a light, fluffy cream, not greasy or gooey, it rinses off as easy as soap suds. Prove it to yourself, men. You try Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions for your next shave. Wash your face, spread it on, then shave it off. And if you don't enjoy one wonderful shave, just send the top of that carton back to me. Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. And I'll see that you get double your money back. Get a jumbo jar, the nine-ounce economy size of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, and get it tonight. Real three. Profile of a boxing failure. From the depths of despair, failure, and heartache, sometimes come great sports stories. This is such a story as told to me, for this is the story of a boy named Johnny. The story really begins at Union College many years ago, when this boy named Johnny first entered that college. Johnny was a husky, big, two-fisted boy who was a good boxer. In fact, he was such a good boxer that before his freshman year was over, Johnny was the boxing champion of Union College. After Johnny's collegiate days were all over, so the story goes, he decided to keep on with his boxing. And so, Johnny reputedly became a professional prize fighter. Johnny soon found out that there was a big difference between amateur boxing at Union College and professional prize fighting. For where Johnny had been unbeatable as an amateur, he just couldn't seem to win a professional prize fight. Johnny lost his first bout. He was knocked out in his second one. And again in his third professional fight, he was badly beaten. But, but Johnny refused to quit. He went on boxing wherever and whenever he could get a fight, traveling from city to city, living in cheap hotels. He never had a home that he could call his own. Until finally he arrived in Baltimore. And in Baltimore, according to the story, Johnny made arrangements for another boxing bout. Only this boxing bout wasn't to be a professional fight. It was merely to be an exhibition bout with a local lad named Frank. And Johnny and Frank did stage quite a boxing bout. Only, as usual, Johnny was badly beaten. After their fight was over, Frank and Johnny became friends. And Frank listened to Johnny as Johnny told him how discouraged he was because he couldn't seem to win any boxing bouts in America. In fact, Johnny said that he was so discouraged that he was seriously thinking of leaving America and of trying his luck in some other country. Frank was astonished. He argued that America was the best country in the world. And Frank meant what he said, for Frank's full name was Francis Scott Key. 
And it was he who later wrote America's national anthem, The Star-Spangled Banner. But what about Johnny? The boy that Francis Scott Key had beaten in that boxing match. Johnny went right on losing fight after fight until finally Johnny reached the end of his rope for no boxing promoter in America would give him any more fights. So Johnny sailed away from America to England, vowing that he would never come back to America. But did Johnny hate America? I don't think so. For if he had never had a home in America, he never had a home in England either. From England, he drifted to Paris. From Paris to Berlin. He tried all the big cities in Europe, but he never stayed long enough in any one of them to have a home of his own. Until finally, Johnny reached Tunis and far off Tunisia. Here alone and still without a home of his own, Johnny died. Died, perhaps remembering his vow that he would never come back to America. But Johnny did come back to America. He came back to America 30 years after he was dead. For 30 years after Johnny died in far-off Tunisia, the United States government ordered his remains brought back and buried in our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. Why should the United States government dig up the remains of a man in far-off Tunisia and bring his body back to the United States 30 years after he had been dead? Why should our government bring back to this country the remains of a dead man who had once been such a failure in this country that he had vowed he would never come back to America? Why? Because the American public demanded that Johnny be brought back. For you see, Johnny, who died homeless in far-off Tunisia, after his death he became famous. Famous as John Howard Payne. And even though he had never had a home of his own, it was he who wrote the immortal song, Home Sweet Home. A man who was brought home, yet had no home, until he wrote Home Sweet Home. Real Four. Just a moment, we'll present our special guest in person, Eddie Rochester Anderson, the famous Rochester of the Jack Benny radio program. But first, here is Charles F. McCarthy. Colgate Brushless is truly the shave cream of champions. You'll see why first time you introduce your face to this light, fluffy cream. The toughest whiskers strike out when Colgate Brushless is in their pitching. In record time, it hangs up a winning score for quick, slick, no-pull performance. And no after-irritation. What comfort for fellows with sensitive skin. Now, Sunday, June 16th, is Father's Day. What better time to introduce Dad to Colgate Brushless Shave Cream? The nine-ounce jumbo jar makes a swell gift and will give Dad pleasure every morning for a long time to come. And now to Bill Stern and Rochester. Real Five, Colgate's camera close-up of the comedy star of the Jack Benny Show, Eddie Anderson. Far better known as Rochester. You've all heard Rochester on the Jack Benny program. Now meet him in person, Jack Benny's valet, Rochester. Boy, what a relief to be on a show where I get paid. Wait a minute, Rochester. This is a sports show, and just what do you know about sports? Well, in blackjack, you deal two cards, in poker is five, and in Harlem basketball... Uh, 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 uh. You're one of the most famous comedians on the air, Rochester. Everybody hears you each week as Jack Benny's valet. But could we be serious tonight... Okay, Bill. All right, on the level, I understand that you own a racing stable. I do, Bill. I own a stable of six racehorses. In fact, I ran one of my horses in the 1943 Kentucky Derby. And where did it finish? 
I like boating, and in fact, I have a small cruiser. Recently, didn't you get lost at sea, and didn't the Coast Guard have to come out and rescue you? They sure did. But speaking of sports, I recently worked in Joe Lewis's corner when he fought an exhibition fight in San Francisco. Well, if you like fighting, what'd you think of the story we told tonight on John Payne, or for that matter, the other story we told on Bull Dawson? I liked them. But, Bill, those were such amazing stories, were they both according to fact? Well, I'd say they were primarily legends, but I found them so interesting, I thought everybody else would. Let me ask you a question, Rochester. Thanks to your being on the Benny program each week, you must know him pretty well. What kind of sports does he like? Oh, he likes to attend boxing bouts, and there's a good reason. Years ago, he used to play in Vaudeville. And back in the beginning, he wasn't doing very well. Until one day, he was stranded in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He had no job and no money. In fact, things looked so hopeless for Jack that he was just about ready to quit. That night, he met a prize fighter who made him promise not to quit, but to come to New York and give it one more try. Jack Benny did, and of course, you know the rest. Jack became a great success, but he never forgot that prize fighter who saved his career. Incidentally, that prize fighter was Jack Dempsey. Thank you so much. Good luck and good night, Eddie Rochester Anderson. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. We'll be back next Friday evening, same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next Friday evening will be the famous star of Hobby Lobby, Dave Ellman. So be sure and be with us our usual time next Friday evening. See you then. Till then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. And now, until this next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Just a minute. Ladies, stop throwing away soap. For soap is fat. You see, fat is an important ingredient to the making of soap. So keep on saving waste fat. Keep on selling it to your butcher. He will pay you four cents a pound. Remember, where there's fat, there's soap. Eddie Rochester Anderson appeared on this program tonight, courtesy of the Club Zanzibar. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from New York City. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Uh.